the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the new. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific time on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. New generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is KNEW, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. It's Rob Black. Shoe. I'm Rob Black. A little bit wet out there. Be careful. I think it's okay to live a healthy, unhealthy lifestyle, but... Dying early at 60 is fine if you eat a lot of butter and a lot of steaks. But dying at 30 when you're driving makes no sense. I had a philosophy teacher who once, he started the, the class, it was business ethics. And he starts the class by saying, uh, what do you want to do? Do you want to get the philosophy book that's uh, business ethics books that's like $75? Or do you want to get Plato's Republic that's four bucks? And we're all like, Plato's Republic, <laughs> that's a winner. Um, and it's, it's it's a great philosophy book. It does teach you a lot, but you have to really dig deep into it. Anyway, what was interesting about this guy was he said the one thing that makes no no sense in life, and I promise you, you will repeat this. I promise you this is a, a phrase that you're going to repeat and you're going to use again. He said the one thing that makes no sense in life is the death of a child. He said death of a 65-year-old makes tons of sense. Life, marriage, sex, power, politicians, greed— Anything that can be analyzed philosophically. He said, death of a child is the only thing that doesn't make sense. It's absurd. He had a child who died at age two. And he referred to it as absurd. So anyway, where do I go with that? Speaking of absurd, Simon versus Simon. There's a lot of uh, talk out there in the world of business, in the world of television, that Simon Fuller hates Simon Cowell from American Idol. But you know what's even more interesting? Supposedly Ellen DeGeneres hates Simon Cowell. And they've been working together for about three weeks now. So that's an interesting little relationship. The big shtick, the big shtick of who's going to be who's going to be the replacement for Simon Cowell. Now they're saying it's it's uh, Tommy Matola. He once referred to Mariah Carey as a two-faced bitch. Pretty funny that he did that because he was married to her. So Tommy Mottola, super powerful, super powerful uh, radio and and record and media mogul type. One of those guys that, you know, he's 60 and kind of chubby and he's got that faux tan everywhere. And yet he'll date a 21-year-old pop singer. Hey, if I could do it, I would, but I can't do it. Long story short, um, big story is like, who's going to be able to take out? Um, who's going to be able to get Simon? Who's going to be able to get Tommy Mottola to replace Simon Cowell? Because Simon Cowell wants him for his show, but Simon Fuller, who, you know, does American Idol, a lot of people don't know that. They think Simon Cowell is Simon Fuller. They think because people in America just get complicated with the name Simon. Anyway, I'm totally digressing. So he's going to be the hot guy, Tommy Mottola. Anyway, where do we go with this? Ticketmaster and Live Nation music. 
Justice Department approved the controversial merger of Ticketmaster and Live Nation. This is a marriage that brings together the biggest ticketing agency and the largest concert promoter. Now, to me, I hate it. I think music's gotten too expensive in our lifetime. I mean, it really has. It used to be able to drop 20 bucks to go see a concert. Now you're dropping $200 to go see a concert, sometimes 60, sometimes 70 bucks. But who wants to see a concert like, oh, good God, this is embarrassing to tell. Worst concert seats I ever got. I got on Ticketmaster. U2 had just announced. It was uh, probably two or like five, six, seven, eight years ago. It's the beautiful day one. It's a beautiful day. And um, so I got tickets. And I was like, wherever they are, they'll be fine. Wherever they are. It's an arena. I was in the last row. I was in the last row. $65 tickets, I think, or $85 tickets. Last row. I got four of them for my friends. And we just sat there like, this is the world's worst experience. Like, go buy a kicking DVD or Blu-ray, and it would have been a lot better. Long story short. What's your worst concert ticket you ever bought? What's the worst experience? And I, got, I did that through Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster was a unique business model. I know I've told you this story, but let me tell it to you again. Ticketmaster used to go to colleges and department stores. And in the 1980s, they said, we'll give you a computer so that you can um, sell tickets here. And people will come to your building to buy tickets. So Bruce Springsteen rolls into town, and there's a, a hex furniture, clothes, something like that, department store that sells tickets. they got a Ticketmaster inside. So 200 people will line up, they'll sleep out overnight, and they'll probably buy goods while they're buying tickets for you. So they basically seeded the inve- the market by giving away free computers, a little piece of the transaction. But Ticketmaster would get seven, eight, nine, ten dollars every time there was a transaction, every time a ticket was sold. So it was worth their investment. Interesting business models, because a lot of people are, what have you done for me lately? You get the whole idea. NBC. NBC. They said they're going to lose as much as $250 million in the Winter Olympics. Just a couple of weeks ago, they said $50 million. But you know what's interesting? NBC also owns USA Network, Sci-Fi, Bravo, and Oxygen. Cable networks, that their revenues are up 8%. So strong showing in cable, awful showing in the network, NBC. 800 Five six three nine. It's eight zero zero three four five five six three nine. If you want to get your calls on the shoe, it's Rob Black Show nine ten a.m. Looking for calls eight hundred three four five five six three nine. More stimulating talk. Rob Black nine ten a.m. More stimulating talk. Trample the song until he goes. It's a beautiful day. So I'm just gonna back off. Wait, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Up through the stony ground, there's no room. Wait for it. No space to win in this town. You're out of luck. And the reason that you had to care, the traffic is stuck. People look outside and say, it's not so beautiful, but I love rain. 
I used to live in New York City, and the best thing about rain was it kind of gets the spit off the sidewalks and cleans everything up. I love rain. <laughs> Tobacco. Anything that's on the ground, it just cleans it right up and sends it in the sewer, and then we drink it a couple weeks later in our water supply. Love that. Love rain. Love rain. I will never bitch and moan about rain. It gets me a little down on occasion. I can never live in Seattle, but it's one of the best things on this planet. I mean, it's it's kind of cleans things. We kind of need it. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Apple reported a huge surge in quarterly profit and revenue that showed demand for its technology not cooling off. The growth was fueled by strong sales across most of the company's product lines. iPhone shipments more than doubled, and Macintosh computer sales climbed 33%. Here's the kicker. Wall Street doesn't give a damn. Frankly, am I, darling, I don't give a damn. We want to know what's next. Wall Street's a discounting mechanism. We know they're, they're selling a lot of things. We know it. Stock's up nine buckaroos today. It's just a skosh under its all-time high. I own shares Apple. Um, I think it can honestly go to $1,000 in the next five to ten years. In large part, I look at the market cap of the company. And I look at, like, the AT&T network that they're on. It's just so limiting. It's just a teeny tiny fence around a teeny tiny amount of people. When you open that up to the other three major wireless carriers, it's going to be a beautiful day for Apple. This tablet, I don't know about. Honestly, there's some good ideas. There's some bad ideas. Like, for instance, Apple sells a lot of applications. 99 cents. Bill Rockefeller from Geeks on Call was at my house last night. And he was showing me some of the applications on his iPhone. And I probably shouldn't out him like this, but he was showing me some of the porn applications. And um, where do I get? He's going to kill me for saying that. So he was over working on a, a laptop with me. And uh, we had a good time. We went for beers afterwards. And he loves his iPhone. Like, he loves it. He loves the applications. Now, a tablet... It's going to be a little bit more like a computer, and you don't buy a lot of software for your computer for 99 cents, right? So the applications are going to have to be a little bit more expensive, and that may be a sticky point. It may be a sticky point. If it's more like a computer, we may not desire it. If it's more like an iPhone, we may say it's too big and doesn't fit in my purse. Does Rob Black have a purse? Rob Black does not have a purse. So I'm not one of those clever, cleverly people of the world. I'm cleverless when it comes to carrying a, a man purse. She's a man, baby. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. So we don't know. Tablets are just not small enough, and that, that may be the downside. Now, again, would a tablet be great? I would love a tablet in my home. But I'm not going to put it in my car. I mean, that's a 0% chance of, of happening. I'm not going to carry it into work unless I carry a, a purse or a, a briefcase, and Rob Black doesn't carry briefcases anymore. Rob Black used to carry briefcases. Let me tell you the story about my New York boss. I had this boss that uh, he wore Italian suits and Italian shoes. And uh, he told me I should be just like him. So for one year, I wore sweater vests. For one year, chicks don't dig sweater vests. So they're not very sexy. They're kind of nerdy. But I guess some women find nerdy men attractive. Which, send me photos. Send me photos. You know what's funny? I've asked for a Kindle from the listeners. Never got one. I've asked for nude photos from the listeners. Never got one. I've asked for your toenails in the mail. Never got one. I've asked to be included in your will in some sort of exotic, funny kind of tribute. Never been included on someone's will. I really want to be included in someone's will, like a millionaire's will, where the kids are nervous that I'm going to get something. 
I really want to be high drama. I want like, and to Robert Black, my favorite radio and television personality of all time, the man who made me more money than God himself, the man who changed my life, I give, or I bequeath, my Coca-Cola bottle cap collection. It would be fantastic. I'll take it. Okay, let's get back to business because the show's not about me. The show's about you. I am excited about Winter Olympics. I don't know why. Every now and then I kind of get that fever. So NBC's going to lose $250 million on the Winter Olympics, they think. That's a lot of fake snow. That's a lot of fake snow. King of the world. I'm king of the world. Jim Cameron, Avatar's past Titanic. Highest grossing movie of all time. So we could, we could probably do a little Celine Dion once more. You open the door. That would probably be appropriate to end this segment with. Because who doesn't like Celine Dion? She's the greatest singer of all time. According to her. I'm the greatest singer of all time. You know what I wanted to do when Celine Dion was in Vegas? I wanted to go and get really drunk and, and, and heckle her. As much as you can heckle her or heckle her fans, because anyone who goes to see a Celine Dion concert is a wuss. I'm sorry. Guilty. Guilty, 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 guilty. Typically, you're going to be a 40-year-old um, shut-in housewife. Warrior. Just basically loser of life. Someone who never really caught fire. So I always wanted to go to a Celine Dion concert in, in Heckle. I thought that would be fun. So, you know, like in Heckle in a fun way, like, sing the Titanic song! Sing the Titanic song! Ah, there we go. It's like a breath of fresh air. It's like an, a rainy day on a snowy mountain. Okay, I, I've had enough. <laughs> I listen to Leon Dion during my weight, uh, when I try to lose weight. <laughs> so I ever tell you about the restaurant I wanted to open that was a massive flop called Bulimix? Line for the bathroom was longer than the line for food. I'll be here all week. Don't forget to tip your waitress. Oh, try the veal. It's really good. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. You know what's coming up? The Super Bowl. Super Bowl. For weeks, there's been a lot of buzz about it. Big games coming up. Super Bowl apparently is some sort of sporting event on February 7th that I've never heard about. A unique media happening. A moment when the nation comes together, like the Beatles once said, come together to adjudicate the meaning of advertising and to ratify the absurdity on the overscaled nature of commercials. That's as close as I can get to piecing together enough big words to be Dennis Miller. That's as close as I'll ever get. Advertising is multiplexed and it's gone online. It's gone crazy. So, you know, the big ones can be Danica Patrick. We know that, you know, she's hot. She's sexy. She races cars. So we know GoDaddy's going to have something, right? Now, before culture and even before sports, the Super Bowl, it's about business. There's no doubt about it. So, you know, Doritos, Denny's, Dockers, General Motors, Ford, FedEx. Doritos, Denny's, and Dockers are going to be there. General Motor, Ford, and FedEx are not. That's pretty interesting. Hyundai. Hyundai. That's a Korean automaker. They're going to be there. And that's my best Korean impression, by the way. Hyundai. I figure I just offended all of our Korean listeners. Thank you very much. They're gone. What does it mean for the beverage company, Pepsi, that they're not going to have Pepsi there? I still know Pepsi exists. Now, they're going to have Gatorade there, and they're going to have some of their chips there, Doritos, but they're not going to have Pepsi. You know, if Coke has a commercial, am I going to sell only drink Coke products for the rest of my life at the Super Bowl? Uh-uh. Now, what's interesting to note, average commercial is about 25 to $2.8 million. 30 seconds. 
That's a lot of do re me. Now, the Super Bowl creates controversy, and this year there's going to be a controversy. It's going to be, they've taken an anti-gay, right-wing family organization, and they're going to let them put a commercial on the Super Bowl. They've never done that. They've often said, let's stay away from that. Now, they're going to actually use the Heisman Trophy winning Florida Gator quarterback Tim Tebow and his mother, Pam. Pam. Well, my name was Pam. I might change it. Because Pam Black just doesn't sound right. Anyway, celebrate family, celebrate life. So there's going to be a right-wing, anti-gay commercial, a message. Now, I think the Super Bowl reflects culture. I think it does. And I think that's an argument like, did they slip in? Is that what our culture's thinking? Because ultimately, if you take a look at it, you know, who advertises? It's Anheuser-Busch, Audi, Boost Mobile, Bridgestone, Cars.com, CareerBuilder, Coke, Denny's, Dockers. Hyundai, Kia, Mars, Paramount, Disney. So we're, we're basically a nation of junk food eating, unemployed people who yak on our cell phone while we drive foreign cars to the movies. That's what yeah, it tells us. I love cheesy poofs. I love little Cartman. So women's groups are protesting the Super Bowl ad with Team Tib- Tim Tebow and his mother. It doesn't get me in a, it doesn't get my panties in a wad, but it gets other people's panties in a wad. Super Bowl commercial is going to feature Tim Tebow and his mother. Um, the ad uses sports to divide. And is that cool or is that not cool? The ad's paid for by the conservative Christian group Focus on Family. It's going to recount the story of Pam Tebow's pregnancy in 1987. She got sick during a mission trip to the Philippines. She ignored a recommendation to abort her fifth child. And her fifth child turned out to be Tim Tebow. Heisman Trophy winner. Lord Gators. That's so beautiful. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. You think our Super Bowl should be political? Good question. 800-345-5639. Where are my phone calls? It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Black Show, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I love you. 800-345-5639. If you could see me on the webcam right now, you'd go to talk910.com, talk910.com, and you could hit the blog um, under my name, Rob Black, and there's a video camera that shows basically the back of Heidi's head, in which I'm finding out there's a a weird sexual fetish that some guys like looking at the back of women's heads, because I'm getting crazy emails like, yeah. Um, but if you look at the webcam right now, I'm rocking back and forth like a like a baby, infant, toddler in need of love. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in here. Big headline today in the Wall Street Journal. Budget freeze is proposed. Only problem is it's never going to really happen. Um, Barack Obama has talked about, let's set up, let's set up a group of people, bipartisan group to study our deficit and, and cut spending. And figure out where we could raise taxes. And the Senate said, F no. I feel bad for Obama now. Because I, I truly think he thought he was going to go in and make change. And he has been eaten alive by Nancy Pelosi and special interest. I think he thought it was a job that he could govern America. I don't think he can. I think we are indebted to lobbyists. I think we are bought and paid for. And I think even when you come up with an idea, and again, we're going to increase spending by $1.7 trillion this year. So our cuts are going to be nominal. It's going to be like 
It's going to be like a minnow biting you in your leg versus jaws biting you in your leg. It's just not enough. It's like a little toothpick. Um, just not enough. So big old jaws looks at your leg as a toothpick. So I'd love to be killed by a great white. Just FYI, there's good ways to die and bad ways to die. It would be fantastic to be eaten by a shark. Because, you know, when people talk about you, I mean, it's like, he died in his sleep. It was so peaceful. Versus, dude, he got eaten. That's awful. I love that idea. 800-345-5639. Let's go to Teresa in San Jose. Teresa, how are you? Hi, you're cracking me up, man. <laughs> you're so all over the place, but you're just crazy. <laughs> do you know, Teresa, I'm all over the place, but I do have a script and a guide? No way. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I've got right now in front of me 158 pages of notes. Oh, my gosh. Well, you're totally coherent. I mean, I get everything you're saying, but it's just like you're bouncing like a ping pong all over. I just, it's great. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about yourself, Teresa. How old are you? Um, um, 33. 33. You are not, 33-year-old women are typically not AM radio listeners, so we love having you here. Oh, cool. Thanks. I've been, I've, I don't know, about, I don't know, seven, eight years I've been listening to, ever since I used to commute doing, um, I used to work at a dot-com, I had long commutes. That's when I got hooked, so. You worked at a dot-com and you said you had long teeth? Long commute. Oh, long commute. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm, go, I'm going deep. So, no, no, that was me. I was speaking too fast. But um, yeah, I used to have a long commute, and I hated listening to pop radio and all the commercials. So, uh, talk radio is just more engaging. Yeah, it can be. I like long form radio because it gives you that chance to really discuss an idea. So, what can I? What else can I know about you, Teresa? Um, where do you, Where do you work these days? Well, I'm not working right now. I'm finished up my degree. I should have it before the um, and before the before summer. So okay. that's what I'm doing. And uh, but I want to tell you about the um, talk to you about the worst concert ever. Oh, you you have a worst concert ever story? Yes, I do. Um, was so excited like ten years back. Sade had a new album out, and we got tickets to go. The only ones that were available because they sold out so quick were some lawn seats at the amphitheater over here in Mountain View. Okay. And we go, and we're all excited. And the worst thing was, all we heard was everyone else singing. Because the volume wasn't loud enough, we couldn't hear her voice, but everyone around us was just belting out the tunes. It was, it was ridiculous. It was like karaoke. Now, do, you f- do you find Sade to be <laughs> sexy music? Oh, yeah, it was awesome. It should have been sexy, but geez, it was like I heard the drunken, off-key people. It was, yeah, sh- we got the DVD later, and it was a lot better than being there. I'm one of those drunken, off-key people, just FYI. No, that's cool, as long as, like, the volume drowns it out more. <laughs> okay, okay. So I'm with you. And you said we, so it sounds like you have a husband. Yes, yes. So, dirty word on this show, just so you know. There's seven dirty words, and the eighth is husband. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, But that's okay. okay. You happily married? <laughs> yeah, um, yes, we are. Yes, we are. Um, total of five years now. So it's getting better. <laughs> you know, they say the first year of marriage is toughest. It was horrible. No one told us about that. Ever. Like, we went to all these classes and all this great stuff, and no one mentioned it. And then, like, six, eight months into it, we're about ready to hop, hop out of it. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, totally happens first year. Like, our pastors are telling us, or all our close friends, oh, yeah, totally almost got divorced. Could have mentioned that, you know? <laughs> Teresa, you just stepped over a joke. Let me try that again. You know, they say, uh, they say that the first year of marriage is toughest. I uh, disagree. The last marriage, the year of marriage is toughest. Right? right? Yeah, true. True enough. So you got a pastor. How, how's your husband taking the stress of you going to school? Um, well, he he's happy because when I, I'll be making more money, so he's just like, I'm going to be his little moneymaker. Okay. 
Does the marriage have any stress with mer- with uh, money issues? Because oh said- yes, yeah, totally. It totally does right now because just you know we have all our regular debt and we can kind of su- survive on his income alone, but that's like no perks. Okay. So that's that's hard, especially What's- for him because I can be more conservative as far as spending, but he likes shopping and all that stuff, so it's it's hard. He likes to shop. Yeah, dude, he has so many shoes. <laughs> you need to shut that down. I've tried to. I really, I really try to. I try to lock it up, but I, I, I wait in the car. Okay. <laughs> we go shopping because it's just insane. I can't. I don't understand it. <laughs> I'm not a big shopper myself. Neither am I. I hate it. <laughs> I like. Totally... <laughs> I like Amazon.com. What was that? I like Amazon.com, so I don't actually have to meet people. Okay. So just to show you how boring I am, Teresa, I like diesel uh-huh. jeans, and I wear uh-huh. I wear a thirty six thirty two diesel jeans. And I've okay. worn I've worn them now for eight years. Like I don't want to go try on new jeans. I'll just <laughs> always get the same damn cut of, of the same damn pair. Yeah. So um, not very sexy, but it's it's very repetitive. But it stops me from going in stores. Like I don't like going into a diesel. It's it creeps me out. But I love their jeans. But anyway, I digress. Thanks for the call, Teresa. <laughs> Thank you. So eight eight eight. No, it's not eight eight eight. What is eight eight eight? I guess that's just a bunch of numbers. If anyone can ask my computer password, I'll give you a dollar. Let's go to Vincent in Sonoma, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. How are you, Vincent? Hey, uh, good, Robert. How you doing? Good. Hey, um, can I get your password? Go, try. Q-W-E-R-T-Y. No. <laughs> it involves a city and a year. City and a year. Yeah, a city and a year. I'll have to ponder that for a little while. Okay. okay. Hey, is it wrong for me to ask how I can profit off of Haiti? No, buy real estate in Haiti. Wait, really? You can do that? Of course you can. Oh, a trust, a, um, a REIT. I bought a beach house on Duck. Duck, after a hurricane came and knocked down some houses. Um, in San Diego, eight years ago when there was fires in the hills, I asked Cron, I said, give me $100,000, I'll go buy 10 houses and I'll take a videographer with me and we'll, we'll make a great TV show. Um, because what you do is you buy the house that's right next to the one that's burning down. So yeah, if you want to make some money in, in Haiti, go buy some real estate. Government, uh, I don't know, sounds kind of risky. Well, you ask. I gave you an answer. You didn't like I, it, so we move it. on. I do. You know, on that um, Super Bowl uh, commercial, uh, it sounds, what you described doesn't sound in, in bad taste. It sounds like a more of an upbeat message rather than, you know, if you have an abortion, you're going to burn in hell and, you know, it's murder. It sounds like more of an upbeat type of message, which I don't have a problem with. Okay. So, and again, I'm just... Clearly, the Super Bowl has in the past tried to stay non-political, and this is a step towards political because they need money. Yeah, you know the, the NBCs, ABC, CBSs of the world are saying, you know, there's not enough advertisers here. So, and again, what we're talking about is Pam Tebow. Tim Tebow's mother is a Christian, and she was on a mission in the Philippines, and she ignored, you know, she got really sick, and the doctor said you should have an abortion, but she had her fifth kid, and she gave birth to Tim Tebow, who wins the Heisman Trophy. Once, probably going to play in the NFL. It's, it's a cute story, but it's a political message. So thanks for the call, Vincent. 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. One thing that I'm not is very political. I'm not. 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. To Rob Black, 9 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Do 
Brad sent me an email. He says, I'm living in Oakland. I'm 25 years old. I got a lot of liquid assets, $96,000 in CDs, $13,000 in stocks. 25 years old with $100,000. He did something right. Maybe he inherited, maybe robbed a bank. Maybe he saved money. I don't know. Any 25-year-old on the planet's got $100,000. Congratulations. All right. With that said, he wants to buy a house. I think buying a house is overrated when you're 25. I don't think you really need to buy a house till you're 30, 35. When I was 20, 25, 30, I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do with my life. I, I kind of fell into it. Not, that's not totally true, but I think we know a lot of 10, 20, 25, and 30-year-olds that are just now starting to find their feet in their 30s, right? So I wouldn't rush to buy a house. At $100,000 at age 25, if he doesn't mess this up, and he just gets historical performance, not the last 10 years, but historical performance, you're looking at basically his whole retirement. By the age of 56, he'll have $1.6 million if he goes after large, small, mid, international, and income funds, if he keeps fees lows. The annuities suck, and annuities are the devils because they have high fees and high commissions. If you just go with Vanguard or Fidelity and just go with index funds, you're better off because you're not going to get your commissions eaten away. With that said, $1.6 million. He's done. He doesn't ever have to fund his retirement again. Now, maybe he won't be able to live in San Francisco. Maybe he'll have to live in the mighty state of Alaska or Arkansas. Um, I don't know where inflation is going to be. I don't pretend to know where inflation is going to be. I know it's going to be higher. I know the cost of living is going to be higher. So he's, he still needs to fund. But right now, he better not F it up. He's got a lot of money. And he's got it all in a CD. Like, that's retarded. That's financially going to slow his growth. Because CDs are going to give you less than 1% right now. So he's he, he's got to get a, a plan. I would um, consider a Roth IRA because that's a lot of after-tax money. I would fund a Roth IRA on a regular basis with that. Um, I would consider finding a job with a 401k that to start, you know, funding further retirement nest egg contributions. He's doing great, though. I'm, I'm very, very, very proud, and I think that's wonderful. I'd read the book, The New Rules About Money, by a guy named Rick Edelman. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a, a, a good financial Bible. It's not going to get you into a lot of trouble. I think the idea of owning real estate, I think it's going to unwind very, very slowly. I think it's a very saturated market. I think there's a lot of people who are still in foreclosure, a lot of people who still want to sell at all-time highs. I don't think real estate is an investment. I think it's a liability. Remember how last week I went crazy about the, the old woman on the real estate panel? So she's confusing the idea of making money with being smart. And I just, I, I'd eat her alive in the real world. I mean, literally, I would cut her into little pieces of meat and eat her. Because her knowledge base, inch deep. Regardless, they want me to come speak again with her at a February 10th event. I don't think they listened to the show the day after where I railed on her for 15 minutes. Probably my best 15 minutes of radio and Many, many, many months. We've got a Sean in Oakland. Sean? Hey, how you doing, Rob? I'm okay at best. How are you doing? Doing good, doing good. Doing good. Um, there's a deal. Um, 
got 75 grand in cash assets, uh, basically two different money market funds at the brokerage firm, and I'm making a big 0.01% return. Uh huh. And I'm trying. I'm trying to find. I, I'm thinking about throwing 10 10,000, 15,000 into a uh, either a fund or ETF that's uh, doing China, India, something like that. Um, but the rest, I'm looking for your opinion on. Is there anything else that's safe that pays a slightly better interest rate? As you know, I like the Fidelity Ginny Mae funds um, because you're getting three and a half, four percent. You can look at some other Ginny Mae funds. Uh, why? Why do you want so much safety, Sean? Um, well, I've got a, over four and a half million dollars in retirement and okay. my brokerage account, so I'm pretty well diversified. I'm just I like having a little cash on the sidelines so that if I see something, I can buy it. Okay. I'd say Ginnie Mae funds are pretty liquid. You have some principal risk. There's no doubt about it, but it gives you the best income that you're going to get for very little principal risk. So that's what I would do. Okay. With that said, I mean, you may lose 3 4 5% in principal. In that's a worst concern because interest rates are going to go up. It's just a question of when. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think you want to go with a bond fund. I I would stay away from that. Uh, maybe you want to go with a nice dividend-paying stock that you feel comfortable with. It's got a lot of value tied towards it. Okay. Um, those are pretty easy to find, like the Mercs and the Pfizer's. Um, maybe the AT&T's, the Verizon's. Verizon just reported an awful, stinking number. Let's see how they're doing. And again, you're going to have principal risk. So, I mean, there's really no right answer. Uh, but there is some support because the dividend's tied towards it. So Verizon just reported a crap awful, god awful quarter. Uh, there's a lot of support right around twenty eight, thirty dollars on the stock, and it's right there. It's got a six point three percent dividend yield, and it's down three percent today after reporting an awful number. Things should get better for Verizon at this point in time, as far as where we are in the economic recovery. Adding new data lines, adding new phone lines, they lost a lot of of, of seats. Seats being people who sit at their desk and use a phone. So as our economy continues to struggle, we are in a jobless recovery, typically 12 to 18 months. So this time next year, we should be adding jobs. A lot of people think second half of 2010. I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to say this time next year. I'm going to give you a little bit you know, longer. And when I'm wrong, I'm, I'm, I'll be fine being wrong because I was a little bit conservative for you. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. One piece of money tips that I can give everyone. and whether you're 60 years old or 20 years old, is you should have a budget. Um, I think it's irresponsible not to. Whether you're a teacher with you know, two kids out of wedlock or whether you're 60 years old or whether you're a millionaire, Sean should have a budget. Because ultimately, everything that I, I talk about is about making sure that you have enough money till the day you die. So when you hit 60, damn well better have a budget because your nest egg is done. You have no more years to grow your earnings. You know, I want you to look at your budget. I want you to see how much you're spending. How much is the nanny? How much did you give the nanny in a bonus? So you got to take inventory first and foremost. There's five steps to a budget. Before you make a plan, you need to know how much money you have and where you spend it. For at least one month, everyone should track their expenses. I think you'll be offended. I think it will shock you. For instance, I stopped for lunch yesterday, had a couple tasty beverages with my lunch, $30. It's an expensive lunch. Now, I happen to be wealthy. I happen not to give a damn. Like I said yesterday, I could lose a million dollars in real estate and it ain't going to kill me. 
But for the average person out there, $30 lunches is pretty pricey. It's a luxury, right? So, so track all your expenses. And then let someone like me see them. Let someone on the outside see your expenses. Let your wife see your expenses. If you're the wife, let your husband see the expenses. And I mean, you're going to say, okay, rent, I get it. Mortgage, I get it. Insurance, I get it. Grocery bill, I get it. But you're going to start tracking some of those smaller purchases and you're going to say, damn, I throw away a lot of money. I think you need to make a diagnosis. At the end of every month, you need to examine your spending habits and look for red flags. You know, housing, transportation, clothing, entertainment, food, dining out. The food and the dining out and entertainment is what kills most people. So have you saved a single penny for a rainy day? You need to because right now it's rainy. So, and I'm not talking about the weather. I'm talking about the damn economy. I got an email from a guy who's a certified financial analyst. He's looking for a job. I'm like, good luck. There's so many of you out there. I can, it's like a pinata. I can just swing a stick and blam, hire one of you. Put your eye on the prize. That's another thing about the budget. A budget's about getting towards retirement. So, you know, a budget's about paying off debt. A budget is about buying a new car. A budget is about taking a vacation. I'm getting ready to go to a vacation. The land of nude women and donkeys. I've got a budget for it. I know exactly what I'm going to spend. Now, I want to cut costs and I want to boost income. That's how you can help your budget. On top of it, I think you want to stick with a plan. There's a good website. There's a good website called mint.com, money intelligence. It's not for everyone. It really is not for everyone because you have to give your bank account and the password. And it basically looks at your spending. Now, it does it for you. Realistically, I know Heidi's not going to keep a budget. Realistically, I know I'm not going to keep a budget. That's why I went with Mint.com and they keep my budget for me. And they will laugh at me. They will laugh at me. They all go, good God, man, you spent $30 on lunch? What are you, a millionaire? So you get the idea. I'm shocked at how many people don't know how to save money. It all starts with a budget. I'm shocked that people 18 to 24 are the most likely to say that they're not saving adequately. Ask about what keeps them, you know, from saving. They're typically, you know, psychological factors. They want to spend to feel good. A lot of people buy shoes. And I, I, I told this at the teacher's conference. A lot of women buy shoes. And I said, women don't buy expensive shoes because we don't want to kiss your feet. I said, put a nice necklace on because we want to kiss your neck. Like, that's what we want to look at. Not your feet. Your feet are janky. Your feet got gross stuff on them. So people shop to feel good. There's social pressure. If you looked at me right now, you would laugh. I got sneakers on, which you should never wear sneakers unless you're running. Unless you're working out, sneakers are a fashion faux pas. I got my comfy jeans on, my comfy diesels. I've got a, a button down so I can throw a jacket on top. But right now I've got a, a nice, nice fleece. Like I'm not trying to impress the people here. So people sometimes will spend money because they just take a trip to the mall. What are you going to do today? I'm going to go to the mall. going to kill some time. And what do they do? They spend and there's impulse spending, which also just kills people. Automatically saving money is the best way to go. What I want people to do is start a 401k, put 166 bucks or whatever it is, 10%, 15% into your nest egg. Do it automatically, and then this weekend go knock boots. Do it automatically, and then this weekend go to Half Dome. Do it automatically, and then live your life. Deposit your paycheck directly into your savings. I love that. Limit yourself to one ATM withdrawal per week. That's reasonable. Here's the kicker, ATMs. I invest in banks because you people are stupid. I'm spending money right and left, so uh, I'm holding things up for you. 
you're the exception, George, not the rule. And, you know, you've got kids that, you know, you impregnated your wife late in life. So congratulations yeah. on that. But because you did that, you're the untypical senior citizen. So I love you, George. You can stick around if you're, you're a taxpayer. Way, I love your show. When I figure out how to do the podcast, I'll start doing that. Oh, come on, George. Don't act all old. It's easy to do. You go to iTunes. So you go debdebdeb.itunes.com. You search Rob Black and Your Money, and then you subscribe. And you can listen to it on your computer, your podcast. You listen to it on your phone. I'll get my kid to help me. Yeah, your kid. I'm sure your kids will help you. Yeah, they'll help me. It'll take you you three minutes to figure out how to do it. And then once you do it, you'll be empowered. And the world of podcasts is actually, it's pretty good stuff. Like, you can get BBC podcasts out there. I personally like BBC News because I was watching the news the other night, and there was a story in San Jose where a tree falls onto a car and a family was trapped in it, and it crushed a two-year-old kid, and kid died. It's like, I, I, local news just bums me out. Like, I don't even like working at my local TV station anymore. Like, I don't, I don't even want to go in anymore, because it just, it bums me out. And why the hell are we trying to save apartment buildings that are going to fall into the Pacific Ocean? And why the hell do people watch that like it's interesting? We just saw Haiti, where hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of houses fall down. And we got this apartment complex, like, oh, we got to save this apartment complex. It's so important. Like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get the fascination with it. Let the God, well, I can't say that. Let the let the the damn apartment building go into the ocean. Let the ocean win this battle and let the developers learn a lesson. Don't build apartment buildings next to cliffs on notions. 800-345-5639. George, I'm going to start a book club. And every month we're going to read a book and we're going to bring listeners in to talk about it. You got to read Of Mice and Men, Before You Die, John Steinbeck, Before You Die, of mice and men, you can even get a podcast of it. Tell me about the war rabbits, George. You know how bears are. It's Rob Black Show, nine ten a.m. nine ten a.m. You can find me online at robblack.com. Robblack.com. More stimulating talk. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.